This is uh, very exciting, humanizing the icon. is our expression. <laughs> um, so if you want to look at Facebook on your timeline and see, we are live officially. Okay. officially only oh, great. Yeah. we're live. We are. So I'm gonna let it, um, Start. Okay, here we are. I'm going to enlarge it now. Okay. All right. And I'm going to make sure that Facebook is muted because that's okay. My computer's acting like I've used it way too much today. Okay. We are officially live on Facebook. Oh, good. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So, uh, I'm so excited to yes. have uh, Scott Picard uh, on Humanizing the Icon. And um, we have Chelio Bourdain, who's going to create live art while we chat. Hi, Chelio. Hi. Hi, Chelio. Hi. Bye, Jennifer. Hi, Scott. <laughs> Very nice today. Very good energy. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> This is cool because actually we were mm. all three together a year ago at the Ace Hotel when my Mary Pickford movie had a had a first screening at the mm. Hollywood Women's event. Chelly yeah. was there. He had just done a portrait of Mary Pickford. You were there. What did you do there, Scott? Well, what I did there was... <laughs> Well, I think we should rewind to how I ended up there because what happened was that um, you, we were hanging out one day and you said, Scott, I have a question for you, but before I tell you what it is, you have to say yes. <laughs> I was like, yes. And you're like, okay, so um, what I want you to do is I thought you would lead a movie, a movie meditation at the, at the, um, the, the showing of your film at the theater at the Ace Hotel. What's the, what is the name of that theater called again? It's the United Artists Theater. Yeah, the United Artists Theater. And it's interesting because my, Rudy and I had just seen um, Tori Amos there about, I don't know, maybe a year ago, two years ago. And I didn't really cl clock that it was that theater. Yeah. And, and then um, I realized it was, it was that theater. I it's was like, right? It's like a cathedral. I mean, it's incredible. And um, I remember going, I, because I had to arrive at the, the theater early to do the sound check. Mm -hmm. And I thought the sound check was really, was a really incredible um, experience because you could hear the sound and the acoustics so that for me was a really that was an incredible experience just that but then also when I was there that's when I really also found out that you said I wasn't I wasn't on the program so I was I was the surprise guest at this premiere and then so I was behind stage and down in the in the dressing room 
And I remember I went out into the lobby and people were starting to funnel in a little bit. And um, I was, I met a friend, I saw someone who I recognized and I was talking to her, um, her friend that she brought or her boyfriend. And they, he asked, he said, well, what are you doing here? And I said, oh, I'm gonna do this movie meditation. And he said, well, what does that have to do with the premiere? And I was like, shit. So I went back and, um, while what I was waiting, what'd you say? I didn't say, I was like, that's a really good question. Oh, so this is like, what happened. I don't know if I ever told you this. So I went backstage and I was waiting and I was kept peeking out of the, um, the, the curtain with Apollo because he was backstage as well. And I thought at first, I was like, oh, maybe it's just her, like people, her close friends in the industry and just some like family and friends. And, you know, it's just going to be like a casual thing. But I remember like a half an hour into people filling in, the place was <laughs> just packed with people. And so that's what I started like just freaking out. I was like, what was gotten me into, you know? And so then I was backstage and I thought I started thinking of that question. I was like, well, what is, what does this, what I'm about to do, which I had never done before, by the way, in that kind of arena. And you're calling it a moving meditation, right? Just a moving right? meditation. In meditation, what does it have to do with Jen and the opening and Mary, Mary Pickford in this film, um, this beautiful film that I had already seen? Um, what's the, what was the connection there, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was my time, it was my turn to go. And I went after um, the opera singer, <laughs> which was already... <laughs> which was incredible because she kind of like just lit the whole place up, right? So the yeah. place was just going. Yeah. And, um, and then I remember I went out and, I, and then it just kind of hit me as I was walking onto the stage that, you know, what we could do is, you know, be, do more to whatever it meant to anyone is to do more to honor and respect the female. And I, that's all I said, and whatever that means to anyone. And I said, and then tonight would be my part of doing that um, to honor and respect my dear friend and this incredible woman and director, Jen, who is you, you know? And what was incredible is that there was, I don't know, the bottom part fits a thousand people and it was full. So it was that number of people, all of who come from different backgrounds. And I didn't know if, you know, what was going to happen but <laughs> i started getting them in and then it just took off right away you know the whole place started moving and everyone stood up and um you know i used the i i used movement to get people more into their body to then be able to express you know whatever it is and and uh, what was so incredible is that the energy of the place just kind of took over the whole thing that out of all the things, you know, I've done events in various arenas and, you know, different, different types of events, but what was, it was so incredible that is that just it, the energy took everything and I almost didn't have to do anything. The effort it took was just minimal. It was you know? so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And, um, it was quite incredible because if you think about it, you know, I've thought about it later, you know, because in the moment it was just this, wow, 
And then I thought about it later and it's like when people were in the bodies and you had music and you had this whole kind of arena starting to really kind of go and it was about art and your creation and Mary Pickford and you had this beautiful singer and you had these great speakers. Um, that all of that together seemed to hold much more um, weight than anyone's differences because there was a variety of people there from all different backgrounds, mm -hmm. all different political affiliations, you know, beliefs, and everyone moved together, you know, which I think is something, I don't know, I think you personally have a gift for it. I also think it's what Mary Pickford in the film kind of advocate for, right? Mm -hmm. So it was almost as if in that you could see, I don't know, I, I, I felt like I was witnessing something quite profound that had to do with body, the art and humanity, right? Yeah. And then I was thinking about it later too, because after that, this was when I was still, um, this was before the transplant. So I had brought my kidney dialysis with me to the event and I went. And so after I went, I had to go, I had to go and dialyze. And um, I was down in the I was down in the dressing room, and it was so incredible because I'm down there dialyzing, you know, and I have the thing hooked up, and I have the port in, and, and um, but I could hear the the movie being projected, and so I was down in this little space in the theater, and then there was this movie being projected, and this art, and all these people, and you, and other people I knew, and I thought, wow, isn't this like an incredible moment mm. you know it was so incredible that i was down there doing something i don't know that i had to do to stay alive and at the same time what's right next to me and kind of i can still hear and it's kind of thumping and moving and also i had just gone off and, and you know had just stepped off of doing something that i had never done before and it was this kind of like beautiful moment you know, that I've only realized now two years or a year, I guess, a year after of what the significance of that, of that kind of was. And um, yeah, it's been incredible, like the whole, you know, journey since I've known you, because after that event, um, you were like, well, now we're going to, we're going to do that. <laughs> we're going to take that to Venice, Italy. So, you know, pack your bags, Scott, because we're going to Venice. And um, then we did it again. You know, you were like, uh, you're going to do that again. And at the Venice Biennale. So, and that was a whole, another event and um, profound that you had brought together. And um, what was also about that, which I think I'm, was thinking about this today is that your ability to use your art to include everything it's so inclusive you know you bring in these other artists it's like your art includes other art and it gives back to other art it's this kind of generative um very inclusive thing that you create and do mm -hmm. and i was also you know i don't know if you know, I have limited experience with these kind of, these kind of things. It's not like they happen every day. Then um, they have it in my life. But I was wonder, uh, thinking that I wonder if that's something that is 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 you know in all art and all artists, or if this is just 
not just, but if this is something as you as a woman is cognizant of, or is it just something you, you just naturally kind of do and are, you know, with your art? What'd you come up with? Ah, <laughs> uh, good question. I think it's you. I think it's you. And I think it's also the gift of um, women because I was thinking about COVID, right? You know, the disease and thinking about all the different countries and how the world has handled it. And if I had to, to say who I thought was doing a really good job, I would say it's the, you know, Germany and New Zealand. Those are the people that I think, you know, since if I look at the whole long arc of it, right, I would say they're doing a great job. And they happen, and those are two women. And um, there's something about it that can hold two all women these- in terms of the face- Two women leaders like of Germany and New Zealand, right? Mm -hmm. So, I was thinking that, you know, there is this capacity that I've seen shown up recently in women that can hold, there's something about the energy of the female that can hold a lot of different things all at once. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I saw when I was, um, and experienced when I was leading that moving, moving meditation as I was looking out, mm -hmm. you know, and it was events that you had created and your movie is about Mary Pickford and she created that as well. And I often, and I have the question of would United Artists been as profound mm -hmm. and kind of as inclusive as it was without her? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I just don't think it would have been the same. I think she brought a very kind of big thing as a woman to that to the studio and how she changed kind of uh, Hollywood. That's nice. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And I think you also have that, you know, I think it's, it's something that there's, you know, there's something happening there. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know what it is. It's interesting what you bring up too, because I haven't really gotten into this topic much, but it kind of raises the question of competition yeah. because a lot of people say actually women are quite competitive with each other yeah and so when you're talking about this inclusive thing being innately female it's just, it's an interesting dichotomy just because i've heard so much that actually women are quite hard on other women yeah you know? yeah so I like your perspective a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's, you know, unhealthy and healthy aspects of everything, right? Yeah. But maybe it's also, maybe it's also just that's one of the things true art does is that it's inclusive, mm -hmm. you know? Perhaps, yeah. I'm glad that you've had that experience, but I think my question back to you is, yeah, what made you say yes? Cause that's a very big deal. Not just mm. being invited into the experience cause it takes two always. So. Mm, that's a good question. Uh. Not like we had a long history. We were no. brand new friends. Yeah. It was almost like something pulling me. And I out. wasn't paying you for the record, people. <laughs> like, yes. It wasn't that. That's, that's not the currency here. But I think it's, it was something that pulled me out, right? You know, I was kind of, and it was because at that time I was undergoing 
you know, I had been diagnosed not that long ago, two years ago with kidney disease. So I was in that healing journey. Transformation, huge capital. Yeah. And, but I also felt like what you did was encourage me to push it further, push myself out even further. Mm -hmm. And that's a good question. I don't know why I said yes. I just did. It was almost like, it was almost like a, a, yeah, I was like, yeah, but it was something that started from here, I think, just was boom. So I don't know if that was like a combination of both of us in the car, because you asked me in the car. I did. Yeah. It sounds like I didn't ask you. It sounds like I kind of told you. Yeah, you told me, and then, <laughs> but you told me in this way of asking, like you made me think that I had a choice. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Something you pushed me past, like the. It wasn't a pushing. It was more of like a pulling, but encouraging. It was like, <laughs> but like the nice kind. Yeah. Well, also I had like to our credit, like, we're not just two crazy people. Like I had actually been taking your classes. Yeah. For a while I forgot kind of about that. Um, I was mm. new back to LA, newly back to LA. Yeah. And I started taking your classes, um, which are, how would you describe them? Mm. Those the classes that I was doing. The ones you were doing? At Knockout. They, yeah, I think they were classes that include all parts of everyone or encourage that. Mm -hmm. and, the, and how, what I use to get people there is their bodies because the body is inclusive. Right. Okay, Speaking so let's back up just to, for people watching that know nothing about what you do. So oh, yeah. talked about moving meditation. What is that? So moving meditation is just, I use the body or I guide people into their bodies and we work our way from down up. So earth, fire, water, air. I use also the elements, but we start at the feet and then we um, work up through the body. And it's a simple technique it's just a question i ask a question and the questions just looped again and again on the mind so the, it keeps the mind occupied to not answer the question and then the body it frees up more space in the body with practice to kind of to reveal the answer of the body so it'll it it, it um helps cultivate the natural um intelligence of one's body the wisdom of the body wisdom yeah, yeah. And we kind of coined you archetypal movement teacher. Yeah, <laughs> that's your, you came up with that name, by the way. Yeah, because that's how it felt to me when I said it. Like, I feel yeah. there's something where you're bringing in the wisdom of the soul. Yeah. To meet the knowledge of the mind. It's like you're bring you're like, you're, you're unleashing what's inside to then meet the mind. So there's like an understanding mm, yeah. of the power of this vessel, right? Like it's beautiful mm -hmm. that we have a powerful vessel that like carries ancient wisdom. Yeah. But given yeah. we're at in our evolution, if we don't understand it to some degree, it's gonna be hard for us to totally trust it. Yeah. So something about the way you teach and the way you articulate what feels very archetypal and actually ancient. Yeah, yeah. But kind of brings it into this very digestible, um, coherent, simplified uh, articulation. 
That's like, yeah. oh, I can, st- if you're someone joining that class, you start to catch on to, I can use my body to guide my decision-making. I can use my body. I not just use it, but trust it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing to trust it because it often the body will answer differently than the mind. You know, they have in a way they, they have two different ways, both needed, but different ways of kind of processing and uh, communicating information. But yeah, yeah, it's hard. To, I think it's harder to trust the body because when I first started doing this 14 years ago, I would ask my body, but often the answers I got were not linear, you know, mm-hmm. in a way it was done with like a, you know, it was more like a, it's more imaginal, imaginary, you know, with images and kind of feelings and movements is different. It's a different kind of way to read communication. The communication from the body is different. Yeah. And, and for me, it like was just so incredibly powerful and so incredibly um, liberating actually, because mm. there's so much more information to work with. There's so much more depth actually than what the mind yeah. carries on its own, you know? Yeah. For me, yeah, to be- mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was um, the last time I went to, or a while ago, I went to the studio and I have been, I've been reading creation myths mm-hmm. um, in this kind of phase of what we've, I don't know, but I've been deep diving into creation myths. And there's this one called The Woman Falling from the Sky. Mm-hmm. And I think it's done, it's, it's done in a couple, it's found in many cultures. And I was at, um, the studio with my friend Alexis and I remember you telling me because you and I have been talking about doing doing a piece and movement and and you just said Scott you can just take a fragment mm-hmm. and I never heard that before you go just work with because we we're talking about myths and you said what about just take a fragment mm-hmm. and so that day because I had sent the myth which was an audio I heard an audio vision and I sent it to Alexis we met at the studio and I told her I said of the myth I told you I said give me a fragment and the fragment she gave me of the whole beautiful myth, which you all should check out, was um, the toad swallowed the ocean. I love that. And, it, and in the myth, the toad swallowed the ocean. All the animals started swallowing the ocean to prepare the earth for this woman falling from the sky, right? Yeah. They all kind of gather together. So using the body, you know, I'm, I'm trained as a dancer, so I took it, um, even though at 45, that's, you know, the definition's broad. I mean, and um, I took it and I just started working with it with within my body. So like, I'm, like, what is it for the toad to swallow the ocean? You know, yes, it was these weird bulbous, and it wasn't like necessarily a pretty thing, but it was this weird kind of bulbous. You know, the toad was like, and then the ocean, right? Like the ocean had to hit, and it was like, how how did those two things? What happens to them when they collide? When you have ocean mm-hmm. and a toad. And so I was working, just worked it in my body and body. And it just, it was a lot, you know, and it was just that little fragment. When you're doing it. Yeah, it's like the toad and he's like, and then you have the ocean and then it's like, he's trying to bring it all in and the power of the ocean, everything's changed. And then we, and then we ran it for about 40 minutes. And I was just like, (laughs) I mean, it was a lot, you know, and my body was moving in ways with these, this image and this fragment in ways that had never moved. Because the toad can swallow the ocean? 
The toad does swallow the ocean. Oh, that's yeah. so beautiful, right? It does swallow the ocean. And the toad swallows the ocean as the myth to get to make way for the turtle to create the land so the woman has somewhere to land. But what was incredible is that after I worked that for 40 minutes, is that what I said, what kind of popped through was I said to Alexis, how many men would be willing to swallow the ocean for a woman falling from the sky? Mm. Right. And I thought it was such a, it was such as like this knowledge nugget that just popped through. A knowledge nugget. You know, and it came from just working with it and staying with it, just a phrase for 40 minutes. And the truth is I could have stayed with it much longer. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I don't know, there was something I learned about that, about the process of, find, for me, to find the detail of something and just stay with it, stay, you know, just keep staying with it, just keep staying with it. And then it takes time. And I don't know, it, took, it takes a certain kind of time and to stay with something before the, before the knowledge nugget pops, the you wi- know? The, yeah, like the wisdom, yeah. Yeah, so I think... Yeah, and I think it's, I, you know, and I can see the correlations right now and, and like what we've all been going through in the last month. It's like, it, it's what, because I have to stay, you know, we have to stay in it. It's, you know, and yeah. I think that's, that's what can, ha- that's what can happen if we just support each other to, you know, stay, to stay with it. I coined this term with a friend last night. Um, don't rush the um, exhibition. Ah, uh, yeah. Does that resonate? Yeah. How? Well, it, this is how it resonates because I think let's. I think because of the way, for me, the world has been going really fast, right? Mm-hmm. Like to me, it seems fast and I get on my phone and I'm multi, you know, I'm always, you know, the phone, I'm like fast. I'm like, I text you and I want you to answer me. And then it's like, you know, this whole thing. So everything's going fast, but it's all up here. Right. So the mind in a way is so far ahead. Right. But now it's like almost like the body has time to catch up. Mm-hmm. And when the body catches up, right, you more here. And then in the body, you, the body feels stuff and the body holds stuff. And I think that it's, it's, it's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but I think don't rush the exhibition is this. I like the way you said that. Oh, we lost Scott. Your video went out. Come back, Scott. There you are. Right? It's so appropriate that it was don't rush the exhibition. Can you hear me, Scott? Can you hear me, Scott, or no? He will be back. We're talking about don't rush the exhibition. Can't hear him. But Chelio's work is like literally blowing my mind. Honestly, the green is so incredible. 
I don't even know how you do that, Chelio. But um, hopefully Scott's coming back. I have no idea what's going on. So I will go to Facebook. Oh, there you are. Can you hear? Can you speak? Do you want to use a different device? <laughs> it's funny that it was a don't rush the exhibition because then it cut out. All right, we'll see what happens. Let's see who's on Facebook. Agley. Hi, Martine. Ivy, Auntie Ivy. Hello, BB stopped in. Oh, hi, Auntie Ivy. All right, well, I don't really know if I get to come back with Scott. <laughs> Scott? Should I turn this off? Can we just wait patiently? Well, at least we get to just focus on this drawing here because it's really incredible how on earth that happens. I have no idea. All right. I know it's great, but where's Scott? I hope he returns. Scott, maybe. Okay. Bye-bye. He's going to sign out and sign back in. We wait patiently. Hi, little kitty. Hi, baby. Hi, baby. Hi, my little kitty. You want to say hi to everybody? Say hello. Hello. Scott, we can hear you. You can now, okay. But I can't see you, that's for sure. 
And we have Houdini with us. Yeah, I'm back. Well, okay, just to start where we left off, we said, don't rush the exhibition. And, oh. then, and then you cut out. Yeah. See, the universe is like, no, don't rush. <laughs> rush. Well, the to rush the exhibition is when everything's ahead, we get ahead of ourselves. You know? Yeah, that's what happens. Like you, yeah, even sometimes I'll talk and on my words and the, you know, my language gets ahead of me. But I think if I just slow down, you know, and then the words and then the body catches up. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're not, I don't always feel used to this, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think this is why it, we're so uncomfortable. Because I think we've actually, as a global level, it's, this is caught up. But when you have the body involved, the body doesn't know how to lie. So everything that's not there will come back into alignment. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel because the body holds its own wisdom and truth. The body does not lie, right? Mm -hmm. So that I think is uncomfortable. This is when you're not, when you have not rushed the exhibition, right? Mm -hmm. This is the exhibition landing when it's boom, mm -hmm. ready. Right, this is forcing it. Like, totally. You know, and yeah. I think this is harder. This is harder. Yeah, of course, of course. You know? um, and with with art, or I mean, I think life is art, and yeah, we are all artists. Yeah. Um, so this idea of putting yourself out there, a lot of people feel this pressure to be publicly creative and publicly expressive yes you know and so what about the idea of putting yourself out there to yourself like mm. like saying it's hard even for the body to catch up with the mind well what about just even catching up with your own insight your own experience because yeah have a relationship to cultivate with the self and your work supports mm. that relationship yeah that's important yeah and I think, yeah i think too it's like um one thing i've noticed over doing work doing this over the years is that the entry point is often to try to do what you just said right mm. and i think and then it's like, once I have that, then I'll go out. I think it's both. You have to do both. It's a dual, it's a parallel track. And then maybe sometimes it's this, maybe sometimes it's this, meaning you need to be in relationship with other things to also find the self. It's the relationships that, uh, to everything that helps, that challenges and creates the tension at times to find a deeper part of yourself. To find right. a, a deeper part of yourself at yeah. times. At times, it's just maybe it's a, to back away from that for a bit, you know, and then you gather things and then you go back out. So I think it's kind of not only a back and forth, but it's inner and outer, you know, mm -hmm. it's the it's the personal, but also the, the collective and finding a way, I think, to how do those two things really work together? How did those two things influence each other like what do you bring to the collective what does yourself what does myself bring to the collective and what does the collective have to kind of 
bring through us. That's the, the yeah, the exchange, which is even the theme of this series being humanizing the icon. Yeah. It's like an icon can't exist without the collective um, putting it up on that pedestal. Mm. You can't be an icon if a million people don't put you up on a pedestal, at least by society standards. I've actually blown open that paradigm. I don't really agree with what I'm saying, but that's, yeah. how, it, that's how it's perceived. And then even with money or other iconic symbols, it doesn't have to be a person. Yeah. It's like, it can't be that major unless we make it that way as a collective. Jesus yeah. can't be Jesus without everybody thinking he's Jesus, you know? So yeah. um, I've kind of gotten to a place where icon to me is more just the idea of icon, you know, just is that relationship, is the embodiment of that exchange. Mm. Um, I don't know what that word conjures for you. Maybe you can tell us. Well, I heard, I think you said on a, I can't remember what um, interview I was watching you doing, but you were refer, you said the icon as an image. And I thought that was um, a kind of light bulb went off when you said that. And I think what's interesting about icon is that the image, for me, the image is the thing that exists and has existed, I feel, even without humans, mm -hmm. you know, the energy of that has existed before. So let's say the icon of the image of the gods, you know, mm -hmm. it's, you know, people will say, oh, the gods are dead. Well, that's not true. Mm -hmm. Just because we might've disconnected from something bigger than us and the imaginal and the things, the unseen and all of that doesn't mean they're not there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a little, in my opinion, it's too human centric. And when we become too human centric, then the danger of that is losing that connection, mm -hmm. right? And then when that connection, because the gods are there and let's say, you know, you reestablish the gods, I think, are what us help become more, the, become more human. But then the human also helps them become more godly. Mm -hmm. So humanizing the icon is that and it's also iconizing the human you know mm, iconizing the human too so like yeah. human is icon because we don't really understand it yeah yeah like, we're not just that like what you know i don't know what yeah. human the definition of human is but i'm sure it's something very academic or like very the standing one yeah uh, a standing one could be academic but yeah i think the for me it's the, what's more interesting well what is how does human become more human you know mm -hmm. and then in that how does you know the the more godly the more human right mm -hmm. and the more human the more godly so i think it's that that kind of thing of like what what um what do you what can we believe in like icons, you know, like we have icons because we hold them almost bigger than us. Mm -hmm. But it's like, what's the healthy relationship of believing in something bigger than you and connecting to something that's larger than even your own, than your own humanity as a way 
to become more human, mm-hmm. you know? And when you say larger, mm. that doesn't really mean size. No, right? it's beyond what you know, right? It's beyond what we know of ourselves. Like, um, yeah, that pushes us into the unknown. Mm-hmm. Like what you did with me in the car. It was like the, pu- the push, the heat there of, of that relationship and the friendship is you pushed me beyond myself, beyond mm-hmm. the boundaries of who I, what I knew. Mm-hmm myself so that's what I mean kind of by larger and so would you say that it was beyond what you knew of yourself or Mm. it was a part of yourself that you just hadn't stepped into before I think it was probably I mean it was probably more the latter but I think um also maybe sometimes out of the fear I have of that like just not knowing as a way to not have to go to that part you know mm-hmm. does that make sense like some kind of comfort zone yeah yeah like you you push me out of the comfort zone but i but but you you really stepped into it you know and i think this mm-hmm. is an interesting using that as an example for so many things whether it's somebody wanting to pursue something that they haven't pursued before but they really feel that they they want to or they're being called to or this pandemic and like like you said having to sit with that and hold space for the collective to get through this you know so when you talk about our edge because you're kind of talking about an edge Mm. you know which is what in your work you're you're supporting people in getting beyond their edge but the edge is like this conditioning it's not it's not it's an illusion for lack of better words it's Mm. it's real because we're experiencing it yeah it's like stepping from your house to the outdoors Mm. no it's that easy that you have to decide you have to just surrender yeah and you did that when I said Mm -hmm. I'm presenting you with this with this opportunity and I'm not presenting you with the opportunity to say no but that's kind of a joke because obviously you yeah yeah um and you just went it's like floating on a river Mm. I mean yeah but before I went on stage like in the back behind the curtain before I went on that was not my experience (laughs) I mean I felt like I was you know I I do know what you mean by it can be that easy but often if you think of physically I have to say what's that it was physically like you're going on and you having a whole internal struggle go on. Yeah. But in another aspect of reality, you showed up and you did it. Yeah, but I think it was all happening simultaneously, you know, because let's say every time you cross over that threshold, we all have breakthroughs and cross over. You go from one to the new, it's a kind of, you know, 
it's a rebirth, right? Death and rebirth. So that's a death and rebirth moment. What we leave behind here and what we enter into are two different things. And I think for me at times doing that has not been a comfortable process, the rebirth. If you think of birth itself, it's, you know, sometimes it internally has felt like that for me. Like well, it shouldn't feel comfortable, right? It's not supposed what? to. Is it, is it supposed to feel comfortable? No, I don't think it's supposed to feel comfortable, but I don't know if it's also as easy as being like, oh, I just decide and um, it's, it's like you're through it. Yeah. I think you decide and you're through it, but the throughness is also uncomfortable. Yeah. I think, I think there's a grace and an ease to also what's really sticky and challenging which is kind of a paradox, you know what I mean? So we're both, yeah. it, it, they're, they're, they're all accurate. Yes. You know, because someone could say like, hey, Jen, when you host those talks, you look so comfortable. Mm. And I could be like, I'm literally sh feeling insane and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm freaking out. I have total stage fright. I'm, jumping off a cliff there's no way i look comfortable what are you talking about yeah yeah. So there's different planes that we're operating on right because mm -hmm. it is it is accurate like i'm just doing it mm. just like you just came and did it mm. but the whole journey of chipping away at your identity of like stepping through different portals of like expanding your awareness and doing things that scare you and stuff that's not easy as a human being but in the scheme of life it's 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 just a decision right it's a decision to own your power and be like i'm gonna start singing next week i've never sang in my life i'm just gonna go do that mm -hmm. like, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy like going to your classes isn't easy in yeah. terms of the psyche, mm. but mm. it's also like fucking easy because it's like, doesn't have to be dramatic. It's also just like this beautiful unfolding, you know? Mm. So mm. it's kind of like, which lens do we look at things through? And can the stepping out of your comfort zone into new territory, be challenging and also exhilarating. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It is, right? Like when you're freaking out before going on stage and doing that moving meditation for a thousand people, that's exhilarating. Yeah, it's like at the same time when that was happening, it's like the most alive moment and also the most terrifying. Exactly, and then you yeah. have someone you actually know that's like, yo, how does this relate to why we're here? yeah and it's like the perfect, yeah it's like the perfect moment for you to go what the fuck am i doing here yeah which happened yeah but it's like oh of course the meditation is amazing because you have a thousand people that come from work and home and life and all this stuff and yeah. you get to actually um bring them into their body bring them into the experience of the movie yeah. and like set a tone Mm. It's so logical even beyond who Mary Pickford is or beyond who I am yeah. because you want someone to be present with the art and be present with the experience and not be 
in those mental loops, you know? Yeah. I think that yeah. really, really helped, which is why I had you come to Italy, so. Yeah, which is, it, it, it sets up this really cool, it can set up this really cool relationship between the body and art. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Can the you body and the art, the body and the art. Yeah. Well, because I don't know, it's like there's something about the body mm. once you're fully in it that can feel, you know, it's like you can feel the texture of the space between you and the art, you know, like the space becomes more intimate because the body is the thing that is the instrument of intimacy, right? Ooh. So then you have that and then that's, if you're more in the in this instrument of kind of intimacy, it's like how, like what happens in that space? Because art's already charged with it. Mm. It already has that energy, right? Mm. It's already been infused in it. But then you have this body who comes in and it's charged. It's like, what happens in that space? It's so intimate. It's like art. And people talk about it. You know, it's like art, the body, sex, you know. I love that. It just made me feel the sacredness. Yeah. being in a theater like that or even what we're doing tomorrow night we're doing a virtual event you know but yeah. I now with like moon ceremonies and things I've done virtually that something that took me out of my comfort zone mm. and I had to acknowledge that actually the energy is extremely palpable I'm not saying that I would replace the virtual experience with the in-person experience but i'm saying yeah. like i'm not going to pretend that you don't feel the energy of the people that you're interacting with yeah and there's a sacredness and you're talking about when you bring people into their bodies all mm. together and they become present to the moment mm -hmm. that means that everyone is actually in the room because yeah. your body can be in a room and you can be completely somewhere else. And then yeah. whether it's 20 people or a thousand people, it becomes an intimate experience. Yeah. And your role becomes supporting people to have an intimate experience. Yes. And intimacy in all its forms, you know, yeah. because intimacy does not the intimacy is here too it has also a life of its own so then you have a lot of things that get to touch each other in that space you know and that's why i think it's like art in the body that relationship is you know because if you can be in your body enough to feel and you notice and there's something intimate happening with the body another and others and the art i think it's the thing that allows us to touch someone else's experience that lives on another continent, you know, that's so far away. If everyone was in the body, it would be, you would feel what's happening more in other parts of the world, you know? You could feel the people, you know, that are being affected or by what's happening in an intimate way because the body also knows how to respond, you know? Mm -hmm. oh we yeah. lost you your voice we lost your voice for a second 
Oh. Heather, you're back. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was like so powerful. Oh my gosh. I almost like, it's this thing we've been talking about as mm. friends the whole time in terms yeah. of creating new myth. Yeah. And new storytelling. And we even talked about the gaming world because I was talking to some gaming people and it was like, they really wanted to explore conscious content. And when you talk about yeah. the power of the body and the wisdom of the body, how does that get to be explored in the motion picture or in our new myth? Mm. You know, like how you can really work with energy in a way. Yeah. Eradicate well, evil without violence, like actually start to tell stories in a different way. And, and a, ma a, a male body representing the female, you mm. know, it doesn't really matter what body you're in. It, it no. doesn't, it doesn't, it depends what lens you're looking through. Like it just depends, but in, on a higher plane, I don't think. It matters what body you're in because we all have the masculine and the feminine. Yeah, so yeah. a male character could be the more feminine. And that doesn't mean how he behaves and his mannerisms. It means he holds more of the power of the female. Yes. Yes. Yeah, with inspire in my yes. work. And have you been work that I've learned? Have you been that? have you been seeing men like coming into your classes more? Yes, I think men have come. Yeah, it's shifted. There's more men stepping into it all because I feel because on the what's been surfaced on the planet is men's shadow, right? That's like up everywhere. And we're like, oh, you know, with all the stuff that's happened and surfaced. So men, I think in the collective know they have something in them that's unhealthy. So they're hungrier for what's wild in them as men and that's found and you know in the work that i do that's found via the female mm. you can only find the true masculine through the true female through mm. the true feminine and that is what men we used to do from the beginning there was initiations initiations with the elders that would take men out and they would cultivate that fire it would mature mm -hmm. you know and i think that's missing but i think men are hungrier for it now so I, it that has sh that i've noticed since i started teaching seven years ago in a but, big way and and just to clarify too for people that doesn't mean yeah. that men are healthier than men no 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 because we no. we've been operating with a lot of masculine as well, well i think that it, i think it's you know my the woman who taught me everything dominique sire she is a she said is it she's been saying for a while you know she's she's an icon she's ahead of her time mm -hmm. and she has been saying for a while yes it is a time it is a time of the female but does that mean that women are healthier than men well, right no. right to your point <laughs> yeah, no. you have this funny camera thing going on i know <laughs> <laughs> we had to switch out the phones it's it's totally fine um yeah i think we're all just like learning a lot right now i think we're always learning and growing and evolving as humans but i think what makes right now feels different to me is yeah. that we're actually aware 
of how much we're learning and growing. I think that's always happening, but we're aware of it. It's like the neo, what they would call the neocortex of the brain. Oh yeah. That's pretty new, um, is what makes us reflective and self-aware. Mm. So like for eons, we've been learning and growing, but to have a collective awareness of, of learning and growing. Yeah. Whereas before it was like the philosophers and the artists and the scientists, like they knew we were learning and growing, you know, but now there's like, feels like there's this vibe of like, we all know we're going through something that's expanding us. Yeah, yeah. Um, It feels ceremonial in a way. I don't know, to me, this moment. In In what way? What do you mean by that? Just, it feels shamanic this mm. moment that there's like a, a sense of going through something as a collective. And again, yeah. it's not that we aren't always, we're always going through everything as a collective. Yeah, but yeah. to have this many beings be aware that it is a collective experience, to actually have that in their yeah. You can feel the expansion of the the matrix or something like there's something unifying in that you know um i don't know what that leads to or means or whatever but that's just a feeling that i have you know yeah yeah i mean i don't know either where that where that ends up you know where that goes but it's it is interesting to think that it's the first time where there is something hitting everybody and everyone is aware of it around the world for you know for the most part yeah i i definitely agree with that and you know how you talked about the opera singer yes he's watching right now (laughs) so that's cool and is is the opera singer singing tomorrow she is ah so good she's singing something different but she's singing tomorrow yeah yeah and we have some comedy. Okay. And we have uh, Mirabai Devi is going to do oh, wow. the conduit of the divine feminine. And tomorrow is Mary Pickford's death day. So. Oh, wow. And we are the first ever narrative project about Mary Pickford coming wow. out on death day. Wow. Yeah. So it is, it is something to kind of like really set the space for, you know? Yeah. But we also have a cool DJ. So we have like a whole lot going on. And that starts at what time Pacific time again? Eight o'clock. But Eight you'll, o'clock. You'll, you'll jump on around 7.30 because we'll yeah. do a sound check and whatever we're supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll post away. Yeah, post away. For tomorrow's <laughs> um, event. Yeah. Um, is there anything out? Look at this drawing, like Chelio. How do I see this, Alexa? Oh, wow. Let me see. Put it on gallery view, Scott. Just put your phone on gallery view so you can. Oh. Have you not okay. been seeing him drawing the whole time? I did, but then I, let's see, gallery view. Is that participants? No, it's just up at the top. Um, hmm. Oh, there it is. Oh, wow. Oh my god, it was one of the most incredible pieces to watch come to life. Hey. Oh my god. I watched it up until we got split away. 
today. Tell us what this is, please. Yes. Um. Yes. Bye. Oh, Bye. today, today, uh, I don't know, uh, is a, a very strange uh, kind of channel I do it. And then uh, it's coming this uh, uh, a very strange word. Um, uh, remind me uh, old uh, theatrical person, like with uh, some, uh, I don't know, um, Wait, can I show you? It's coming. Amazing. Some like mask of theater from before. No, some like, mask. Like almost like vaudeville. Yeah, some person uh, from old, like a Greek mask, you know? Ooh. From, oh, wow. From old, uh, many times ago. And some person. It's like like a mask inside, you know. Uh, I feel uh, maybe some energy from all the theater coming in this channel today because wow. it's starting with one pen. I have to change. I have to change. I have to change. Marker change, change, change. It's like I think so. Like when change scene scene in the theater, you know, change change dress change uh, the dance, change the uh, mask. And, That's amazing. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, yes, very strange for me, this work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, always, always becoming something very strange. But I, I feel uh, <laughs> um, this figure like a Greek, you know? Like you Greek. love Greek. Scott, yes, like myth, and yeah, yeah, it's my latest. Uh, it's not it's dark, latest. it's a mask, you know. Uh, maybe we have everybody every day we put one mask for living this society, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. uh, totally it's coming this uh, very strange person, but very <laughs> theatrical. <laughs> Very theatrical, like a, very theatrical. A, a king of the days or queen of the days. Then I am, I am today a, a, a protagonist in this. And then this is my partner, you know. And then like this performance, like this. It's so yeah. amazing. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and Chelio, the green. Is so majestic. Mm. He is, yeah, yes, 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 yes. I, never, I, like I never saw him do that in one of these. The green is a new. This is like this color. I like the color. In, in the, the color? color, we have somebody can look outside too. You know, the moats. You know, yeah, yeah. some type in the dark. You know, it's like the point of uh, of uh, of where, when you breath. You know? Your breath. Breath point is this. You know? Wow. And the, yeah. Uh, Amazing. <laughs> yes, very, 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 very strange. For me, it's very. <laughs> today, uh, uh, I, I, I spend a lot of energy with him because it's, it's like don't want to show self, you know? Mm. And then I say, come out. You have to show yourself. Come out. 
Say what you want. Okay, uh, I am the mask. I'm a queen today. This is my partner, but is very theatrical uh, image. Ah, this is. <laughs> it feels like performance. Like you get to really cultivate your yeah. identity, your role. Like it's fluid. It's like, yeah, and it's almost like a. It's like those. Uh, it's like a trickster character in a way yes. where you don't know and it's shifting and it can move between domains like it like can go jokery hard. jokery kind of. yeah so then with these strange eyes in the eyes have something yeah like a, it's like pan-esque like a you know yes uh, yes thank you for helping me and with <laughs> your point of view because uh, um i'm shocking every time when i finish and then I spend like 40, 50 minutes and very fast. And when I finish, it's like I have electroshock. Nice and safe. Because you get electroshock. <laughs> yes, it's, like, um, it's very, very deep. I spend a lot of energy. Yeah. And then we have to now post that. Exhaust. Now I'm incredible. But, but it's coming, you know, and have mm -hmm. something to say. And this is my channel about uh, your talking discussion today. I perceive this and welcome. <laughs> Hi, Scott, in fountain pen form. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that it is like a performer and you don't know, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, tell you. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm wet always. You know, it's oh, very strange. Are you yeah. like, Jen, why are you doing so many of these? <laughs> very strong, very strong image. Uh, it's powerful. It's positive, but uh, something very uh, personal. And it's like the secret about uh, a mysteries about a theater, you know? Uh -huh. Ooh, the mysteries of the theater. Wow. God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's I feel these things. And then it's not my work. Maybe, maybe uh, for me, it's very difficult to do this today because uh, to perceive this is like violent uh, something is not mine, you know? Yeah, but yeah. it's coming for courtesy. <laughs> wow. Because I don't know, I feel this. The mystery of the theater, that's very cool. That's such a cool phrase. We could, we could not, we could name it that. Yeah. Because it doesn't really mean anything, but it's all encompassing. Like life is a stage, right? We're all yeah. performing. The mystery of the theater. That is incredible. Yeah, we have to post that. I love that. Yeah, we want to do a gallery exhibition where we get everyone together. That's been yeah, for sure. That's been in these drawings. Can you imagine everyone that's done one of these? Yes, oh, we have eleven room together. <laughs> yeah, we, we have like do that. a hip hop DJ, a comedian, like different. The whole thing. Get everyone together. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yes. Well, do you have any, um, thank you, Chelio. 
Thank you, Jelio. Thank you. Thank Scott. you for this energy. But I need nap now. <laughs> you need a nap now. Maybe yeah. some rum. Do you need some I rum? <laughs> Ciao. Thank you, Italian friends. <laughs> American friends. Hi, Jelio. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Scott, do you have any closing words for our episode or any more questions or comments? Uh, no, thank you. Okay. The mystery of the theater is what I'll be left with and what I'll leave everyone with. Yes, it's so good. Thank you uh, so amazing. much. And I can't wait for tomorrow night. I'm so excited. Yes. And I lost you again. So I think I'm going to wrap that up then since I don't see Scott anymore. Are you there? All right, I'm gonna say goodbye. I lost Scott. I love Scott. I love people. Join us for the launch tomorrow if you can, virtual party, or watch the episodes. Uh, Why Not Choose Love, look through Humanizing the Icon or Jennifer D'Elia. And uh, Scott's gone. So lots of love.